We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? I wasn't ready. You kind of took me by surprise. Let's go. Catch a surprise left. That's right. Of course, as always, we'll slip in more questions as we go if you want to uh, slip some of your own questions in. This first one, though, we might be talking about it for a while. (laughs) So the Sporting News Magazine, I know Brian wrote something up about this. Sporting News Magazine ranked every FBS football coach, one through 133. Marcus Freeman comes in at number 30. So first question, are you good with the ranking? And I don't know if you've had time. I, uh, I, I, you sent me a list and I, I perused it. I've got one through 36 in here. Are you good with where Marcus Freeman is? Is there anyone ahead of him who you think he should be ahead of? I mean, I think you could make a case for pretty much, anybody from like 21 on uh to be honest with you maybe a couple you could you could cherry pick a couple from here or there uh that are even above that pj pj fleck by the way number yeah. 21 see that um, that's why i started there uh, to little, be honest with you kaylin DeBoer um, from washington at 23 it's like eh, really is he yeah that? what's he right. what's he done so far right dan lanning at oregon at number 25 again what have you done? Okay. Sure. And that's not to, not to interrupt you, but no, 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 no. Just you're those out as examples. You're you're hundred percent accurate. And and like I, I would even honestly, and this is selfish. This is selfish, right? <laughs> I would put him above James Franklin. I'm not a huge James Franklin fan. I mean, what has he done? Right. Well, but, then, but he's he's at least got a track record of winning. I get it. And that's why I at a couple of schools. So oh yeah. overall. I'm honestly fine with Freeman being at 30, and here's why. He's got one year. He's got one, one year, year as a head coach. Eight and, and four, he was nine and four, right? Yeah. Whatever it was, right? Yeah, well, yeah, nine and four when it was all said and done. You're right. So, okay, he's nine and four. Stick him at 30. I think he's got a lot to prove this year. I am very confident that he will do that. I think he's a better coach than a lot of the people on this list. But if you're just looking at it on paper, yeah, 30. That's fine. That, that's fine for now. I think he climbs this list aggressively 
after this year, if they like redid it at the end of the year, I think he climbs this list aggressively. Um, and then I would have an issue because like, do I like the fact that Brian Kelly's at number six? No, but he's <laughs> been to a national championship game. He's been to, to the playoff two final twice. fours, right? I mean, and like, look at who's in front of him and who's behind him. Like in front right. of him, of course, like Nick Saban is obviously number one, Kirby smart. Sure. Number two, those are both no brainers. Then you got Dabo, yep. Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, Brian Kelly, you know, and then behind him, Lincoln Riley, Luke Fickle, Kyle Whittingham, Josh Heupel. He has Brian Kelly has to be right at number six. Well, because the only like, question you, is, should he be ahead of Jim Harbaugh? Well, and that was going to be my next thing because Jim Harbaugh has been to what two Final Fours? Does that sound right? Right, two playoffs. Yeah, two playoffs. Right, and Brian Kelly's been to two playoffs plus a national championship. So mm-hmm. I would actually put Jim Harbaugh behind Brian Kelly, uh, you know, because he doesn't have that elusive national championship either. Okay. <sighs> You know, do I think Marcus Freeman's a better coach than Luke Fickle? Yep, I do. It's the reason he got the job over Luke Fickle when it was open, okay? But Luke Fickle's been to a Final Four, so he belongs higher on the list. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm okay with it. I don't think he's a better coach. I don't. Now, Marcus Freeman could prove me right or he could prove me wrong. But the other part of this is, like, are we just talking coaching acumen? How much does recruiting factor into this for sure and i i think that that's actually a really good point which is why once he puts another stamp on a really good recruiting class and has a good season on the field that's why i think he rockets up the list here you know look we all have our issues with brian kelly a lot of it is because well there's many reasons whatever right but on paper he belongs where he's at if not even a little bit higher and that you know it's like acid coming out of my mouth but it's accurate (laughs) And Marcus Freeman is at 30 for now. That's fine. His trajectory is here for me. Like he's going up. He's going up. I've got no problem with Marcus Freeman at number 30 because as we were just talking about, the guy has only had one season. So the resume is very short and he went nine and four in that first season. And it's not the loss. He lost Ohio state and USC beat Clemson. Then he had, basically two unforgivable losses absolutely that you can't lose so there's the you know the verdict's still out there but again like if we're weighing in recruiting then you know maybe that is why he's you know like bumps him up even like it forgives a little bit of that because like right behind him is dave clausen at wake forest who you know like if i go dave clausen or pj fleck i'd put dave Clawson ahead of P.J. Fleck. When you look at what Clawson's done at Wake Forest, a completely non-traditional sure. football school, and what he's been able to do there, I've got to put him higher than that. Mike Norvell at number 24, I feel like, is a little bit high because he's had one good season at Florida State. You know, I realize you know, he was successful. The pick, before. the pick this year, you know what yeah, I mean? But that's, like, that's, that's the part fashionable of it. pick. That's yeah, exactly absolutely. right. That's and exactly right. You know who I would have higher on this list? Shane Beamer, he's in there at 32. I actually think he's a pretty darn good coach. Yeah. Um, I, I, I but think again, he's short gonna, resume. Absolutely. So. so I'm like, I'm okay with it because that's where he's at right now. But I think his trajectory is here as well. You know what I mean? Um, so he's a good young coach. He's in the kind of the same conversation as Marcus Freeman, although I think Marcus Freeman has better talent on his roster and has more of a chance at making a statement this year. Right. Um, but... I would take Shane Beamer over 
a lot of the coaches that are ahead of both him and Freeman. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Seem like Matt Matt D says you can't make Freeman a top ten head coach with only one season, especially sure. nine and four. Had he gone twelve and zero, it would be different. And even that, like twelve and zero, changes things quite a bit. But even even say he's ten and two, for example, I think sure. you're only like when you look at you know because again you've got coaches with track record in front of him, you know like like you've got like Pat Narduzzi at number 17 um, and Mark Stoops at number 16. Those are a couple guys. Like, as we look at overrated, underrated, and like, I think the most overrated in this group and the only reason he's as high as he is at number 12 is Mac Brown. I just, mm. I realized the guy won a national championship, but how many seasons did he go at Texas completely underachieving before he finally won that national championship in 2005. And then it completely backslid like what the last four or five years he was at Texas. They bring him out of retirement at North Carolina. He's a good recruiter, you know? So again, like when you look at how a guy recruits, how much is this factoring in this list? I don't know, but I think Mac Brown with actual on-field accomplishments, even since he's been back at North Carolina, like I, I guess they're not having losing seasons at North Carolina, but he's he's recruiting and producing NFL caliber quarterbacks, but it's sure. not resulting in even getting to the ACC championship game in a conference that you should at least be able to get to the conference title game. 
I will say from an overrated standpoint, pretty much everything you just said about Mac Brown, I think I could say about Jimbo Fisher. Uh, I think he's incredibly yeah. overrated on this list. I think Mark Stoops is overrated on this list. Uh, to be I do honest. too. Um, I've They're already said James. Own. I already. I've already said James Franklin. I think he's incredibly overrated as well. He's a good recruiter, but and and there's a lot of hype around. This is going to be a big year for him, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of hype around Penn State and mm-hmm. what they're going to be able to do. Can he live up to the hype? That's going to be the big question. I don't think he's a really, I don't think he's a very good game day coach. I think he's a really good recruiter. I don't think he's a very good coach. Uh, this year is going to do a lot for me to kind of cement my opinion of James Franklin. So those would be my overrated, like off the top. My PJ Fleck, obviously, I think is way overrated. Uh, and then my underrated would be Shane Beamer. I think he he belongs maybe a little bit higher on the list uh, as well. Yeah. My guy Lance Le- Leopold at Kansas comes in at number thirty six. <laughs> I'd you know I'd bump him up a little. You know I, sure. I can't bump him up too far. He's only been there one year, but I mean right. no, I guess two years now at this point. But you know really strong Division three record before he went there and uh, getting <laughs> getting Kansas out of the toilet bowl and yeah. at least making them respectable last year was quite an accomplishment in year two. Schedule's going to be a little bit tougher this year, but. Um, at least there's something to look forward to for Kansas football. Now, DT says these lists don't mean much to me. <laughs> and I'm not going to say I completely disagree with that. I, I don't, but it's May 31st. Exactly. And the reason people put out lists like this is to get us talking about them. You know, it's yep. like it's it's something to talk about at the end of May as Absolutely. we uh, as we get set for the dog days coming up here. In June and July. Yep. Can, uh, somebody asked where Kansas State's coach was. He's number 18. Yeah. Kansas State's coach number 18. Cleman. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I think that's probably a good spot for him. You know, again, like you could, you get into those kind of, you know, from 15 to 25, they're largely interchangeable. You know, like Dave Dorn, sure. North Carolina State at number 22, for example. Yeah, but, that's little high probably i you know everybody's saying that's a trap game for notre dame yeah. and you know all these different things i it's their first true road game of the year obviously ireland is on the road i get it but uh this is their true road game on to another campus i just don't think it's going to be that close sean i i just feel like they're not going to be able to compete with notre dame maybe i'm wrong and we'll see i don't but. think so either I just noon don't think kickoff. Yeah. Noon Is kickoff. It? We just found out today. Yep. Did we really a nooner? Yeah. Noon at North Carolina State. I thought okay. for sure it'd be in prime time, but that's an interesting, interesting one. noon on ESPN. I take it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Dave Doran, by the way, the the NC State coach, a guy who wanted to go to Kansas and they wouldn't hire him a few years back, and this was before even. I think it was before they even hired Leopold there. But, yeah, I think he kind of is where he is because it's like NC State, you're at a non-traditional play. You know, right. he's done well, but I agree with what you're saying. Like, we had a question last week about what Stuart Mandel, like he made the bold prediction about, uh, he said that Brennan Armstrong's going to light up Notre Dame, basically. Okay. And I don't see it. I okay. don't see it. That's great. Go yeah. go ahead. 
<laughs> Fill in the blank, Vince. Notre Dame defensive lineman Riley Mills is blank. An enigma wrapped in a question mark. Like I, I just he is. We all thought that he was going to have this breakout season last year, and it never really materialized. I'm not saying he played poorly, but it never really materialized. Right? We expected him to be a difference maker. Last Absolutely, year. I don't and he think wasn't. You could call him that. Yeah. No, he he was not um, a, a difference maker, and it was unfortunate. I think he has to be this year. Like this is his year where he's going to have to step up and be that difference maker. Uh, either they're going to play him on the inside, they're going to play him from the large end spot. You know, wherever he happens to be, he's going to have to be a difference maker for this front seven to be the front seven that they need to be for Notre Dame to to be a 10, 11, 12 win team. Right? I, he's going to have to be. He's got to step up his game big time. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. And it's funny. You started off with something along the line. You said an enigma wrapped in, you know, something and <laughs> enigmatic is the first thing that, that comes to mind because of everything that you just talked about, like 16 tackles two years ago, he only pro- improved that by eight. Now, granted there was the position switch where, you know, he playing more inside than outside, sure. how much different, but like you look at this guy, this is guy he's, He's just chiseled. He's like a Greek freaking Adonis, you know, and like you just expect more of him. And he's got to be a difference maker this year Mm -hmm. with where this defensive line is, with where he is in his career. The time is now for Riley Mills. And, you know, you talk about expectations and all that stuff. I think that there are great expectations for him this year. And he's got to come through if the defense is going to step up to the next level this season. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. And if he can step up, this this front seven is going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Um, and I think he could be ha- he has the ability to be that leader of that group, too. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's what I'm hoping to see from Riley Mills. I, we need to see it. Uh, it was it was a disappointment last year for sure. <laughs> DT says he's so hot. Sean has a poster in his bedroom. I have no posters in this bedroom. It's right off to the side. It's like right here. <laughs> far as you can see yeah um johnny asks when do summer workouts start i believe they're the middle of june correct i and i believe they report this coming weekend oh is it just um, quickly that, already that's okay. what brian said yesterday on our show um so yeah i believe they're going to report so they're going to move in and there's you know they're not going to like start workouts that day um so my guess would be sometime next week Johnny also said, "When do we? What do we think about Coach Freeman throwing out the first pitch at the White Sox game? Did you see that today?" I did. Um, I'm, I'm a, I was a big Marcus Freeman fan uh, until today. Uh, very disappointing that that is what he chose to do. Uh, he didn't go to the north side first; went to the south side. Very disappointing. And if if he wasn't invited to the north side, then I have an even bigger problem with my beloved Cubbies and. Uh, the front office. You so, would think that at some point the Cubs will get him over there to, you know, like with all the people that they roll in, like Brett Bielema. Right. Did you hear him singing? I Ooh. think it was last night. It was bad. It was a, uh, oh, sure. And that guy was off key singing, take me out to the ball game. But just brutal that he went to the Mike Bray used to go all the time. You'd, you'd think just, that they'd get Marcus Freeman over there. I kind of think that they reached out, but if I, if they reached out already and he chose to go to the South side first, there's no excuse for that. He had the Sox jersey on in the picture. I, I, I know took. he did. But they it looked like, like like the whole staff went over. It looked like they okay. loaded up a bus and went over there. Well, so. hopefully they had a uh, defensive tackle there with them. 
<laughs> from the Chicago land area. Maybe he's a White Sox fan. I don't know. Who are you talking about? The the recruit, the defensive tackle that they oh, get out oh, of Chicago. Okay. I was like, <laughs> maybe he's a White Sox fan. Look, I if that was the case, I'd throw on a White Sox jersey too. If that means that he's gonna commit, but uh, that would pretty much be the only way. Yeah. So you threw me with that one there for a second. <laughs> All right, so we've been uh, talking here and there, coaches, teams, titles, all that kind of stuff. What's a team, Vince, that has not yet made the college football playoff that you think has the best chance to make it this year? This is tough, and I I will fully admit I did not have a chance to research this one, Uh, but I don't believe USC has been in the title, in the final four, correct? Correct. Okay, so they would be up there. For sure. Okay. Because Washington's been in there, believe it or not. They have. Washington uh, and Oregon have both been there. Yeah. Yep. So that you can't. So is Florida State, two. like in the early days, oh, like the right. first couple years. Because though, like Florida State was the first one that at least came to mind. Again, I still think that they're overrated, but Florida State, the year after they won their championship, I think that was the first year of the playoff. And then I think Oregon was in that one. Yeah, the, Oregon was in that one. And then Washington, I believe, was the next year. Okay. We were in there. Gotcha. So all the, yeah, so all three of those have made it. This was tough. This for is that really reason. tough because a like, lot because, of the teams that we think can win a national championship yeah. have already been in there. Right. See, and like here's, you know, again, like USC is a good team. I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from USC, but and as of right now, they've got the fifth best odds to win the national championship in Vegas. But they also, here's here's what their last six weeks look like. Notre Dame, then Utah, back-to-back. Then they've got Cal, so a little bit of a breather in there. But then they go Washington, Oregon, UCLA to close the season. That's tough. I just don't think, I, I just don't think that USC is good enough to run that gamut and not lose more than a at least a couple games out of there. Sure. So that's why I mean, it's, you know, and then, yeah. you know, like Utah, same deal. They've got to play all those same teams. Like you look at Penn state, you know, they've got to play obviously Ohio state and Michigan. So it's tough for me to throw Penn state in there. Sure. Tennessee has to play Alabama and Georgia. It's tough to find. So like, I'm going to go real dark horse. With my pick. And I understand you taking USC. Maybe USC is that good. And they end up, you know, running that Pac-12 gambit. But I think that all those teams are close enough. And USC didn't have to play most of those teams last year, which is part of why they ended up with the record that they had. I'm good. You know, I almost went with Texas, but they're actually playing Alabama again this year. So I'm not going to go with Texas. I'll go Big 12 and I'll go. We were talking about Chris Kleeman. A minute oh, ago, the Kansas with, State head coach. with the Wildcats. True dark horse. Yeah, I mean, TCU came out of nowhere You're last right. year. So I think that the Big 12, even adding the new teams this year, I think a Big 12 team maybe has the best chance to do something. Yo, is this the year that they're adding in the Big 12? So Cincinnati yeah. and they're all in BYU, there BYU, Central Florida, okay. Houston. Yep. Interesting. So that'll be interesting to see how those teams fare in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another team, and we, we talked about them again. I don't think that they're actually going to do it, but Penn State has an opportunity, <laughs> right? I mean, supposedly they have this explosive offense and they're going to score a bunch of points and all these, these, but 
I, I'm sorry. I just don't see that being the case. So I'll stick with USC. They have a really good quarterback. Supposedly the defense is better. I'll still stick with them. But you're right. They have a gauntlet of a schedule, and I think they're going to beat each other up over there in the Pac-12. DT, I'll, I'll make you feel better because until I remembered, he's, DT says, Sean always hates on my Huskies. Before I realized that Washington has already been in the playoff, they would actually be the team that I would have picked, you know, like if they, but they've already, they've already been there before. They would have, that was the team that I was leaning toward. But again, that whole bunch in the Pac-12, I just think it's going to be really competitive between yeah. those teams this year. But that's who I would have picked over USC if Washington hadn't already been there. If that, makes yeah, I would better. love it if Michael Penix beat up on Caleb Williams. I would really enjoy that game. I would really, really enjoy that. Yeah, me too, for sure. So with Texas and Oklahoma set to join the SEC next season, there's all this talk about what are they going to do with their schedule? What's the conference schedule in the SEC going to look like? So the two options are stick with eight conference games a year, but you have just one fixed opponent. So you've got one rivalry game that you're guaranteed every year instead of the current two. Or you go to nine conference games, you've got three fixed opponents that you play every year. So what do you think? What you I like do? parity. I like difference. I like change. And so, well, no, I don't. I don't like change. But I like change for other people. <laughs> Uh, and yes. I, I would like to see the SEC playing different opponents. And so I would go with the eight game, one guaranteed. You get one rival. You get one in-conference rival, and that's it. And everybody else can rotate around. So that's what I would choose because I want to see more big-time matchups in the SEC. I don't need to see everybody playing Vanderbilt and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I want to see more big-time matchups. And I think we'll get that if they have one, like, permanent opponent. I, and I think that's what they're going to end up doing. And I think it's probably going to kind of, you know, like the, the schools have to vote on this. They only need eight votes to get a majority, even with the expansion that they're going to have. But I think it's going to come down to you're they're in the SEC and coaches would, would rather play one less conference game per year because of the fact that that's one you know less quality opponent you're probably going to have to play and well that's the other problem are they going to play four yeah. like crappy non-conference teams right and remember nick saban was complaining a while back whoa we've got to play auburn and we're going to have to play lsu and you know all this different you know so i think you're better off just going with the eight have one fixed opponent and you know that way you're also if you go if, if you go to eight you're going to rotate through the rest of the conference because i think I think I saw like Texas A&M still hasn't been to Georgia in all the time that they've been in the SEC so far. They've played Georgia like once. They, you need Same. if you're if you're in a the conference with all these other schools, you need to play them more often. I agree completely. Like, don't be afraid to play teams that are in your conference. Right. You know that's why I want more you know different opponents and things like that because I think we'll see more of that. Fill in the blank. We already knew that NBC was going to televise the Penn State-West Virginia game on September 2nd as their first primetime game. It's blank that their Big Ten game the following week, September 9th, in primetime, Maryland versus Charlotte. You've got to be kidding me that that's the best game that they could come up with during that weekend. I don't know what the Big Ten slate is that weekend. 
but you're telling me that Maryland and Charlotte is the best you could come up with? That's pathetic. I don't know, you know, and they the networks draft these games, you know, like sure because Fox and NBC are both televising Big Ten games this season, for example. So, like, they do a draft, but there are a lot more than just you know, like. So Fox on that same day is going to have Nebraska versus Colorado, which, by the way, is going to be Colorado's second consecutive big noon kickoff game to start off the season because they're going to start the season with TCU Colorado. So you're going to get prime at noon, two straight games. But here are the other here are okay. some of the other Big Ten games going on that day. You got Iowa versus Iowa State. I mean, that already already game. I'm on board with that. It's a rivalry yeah. game. You put that in prime time. Let's go. You've got Wisconsin-Washington State, Illinois versus Kansas. Now, Purdue also plays Virginia Tech. It's already been assigned to ESPN2. So okay. I don't know like how it works with, with these, you know, because like those are all the Big Ten teams on the road for those three games, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Illinois. So I don't know how it works with, you know, Fox – Again, is the other partner. So, like, does FS1 get to pick first? I don't know, but I completely agree. Like, it's there are definitely better matchups that are going. Yeah. Like, I would love to see Illinois Kansas on NBC that night as opposed to Maryland Charlotte. It's just I don't get it either. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what the other primetime games are that night because you know Notre Dame games at noon that day, right? Right, and so we're actually going to be free to watch some primetime football, there better be something good on. I, I'm not tuning in to Maryland Charlotte. I can promise you that. Like, that's not the game I'm going to be watching. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that Nebraska-Colorado game, we'll be really interested to see what that turns out to be. Like, back when I was in college, those were still two, like, teams that were at the top of the Big 12 back then. It'll be a lot, of, a lot has changed since then. Sure. But. It'll be interesting to see if the shine has worn off of the <laughs> Colorado uh, thing by then. But as only yeah, two weeks in, so. Exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. DT wanted to know, do we have any summer plans before fall camp begins? Lots of work. I got summer school. I've got Notre Dame summer camps. I've got a vacation squirreled away in there somewhere. And I'm trying to steal my wife away for a getaway for our anniversary in early August. But we'll see if the finances can hold hold serve on that one. But yep. it's not easy getting away from five kids. Sean Steyer. So we'll very see how true. That goes. <laughs> very true. Yep. I've got a vacation planned for uh, later in July as well. So looking forward 
to that. And um, other than that, there's like a concert or two. No, oh, nice. That uh, we plan on hitting as well. So all coming up near future. Ted Lasso wrapped up last night, Vince. Now, the last we talked about this, <laughs> no spoilers for the chat, by the way. Yeah, none. I'm I'm a good four or five episodes behind. Oh, okay. Where where are you right now? I'm at Lasso? zero because I was waiting for the final one to come out, and then I'm going to renew my subscription so I can just binge them all. Okay. So, so you that, that was kind of my so plan. Far? No, because I what I did, you know me, right? So I had Apple Plus. And then I dropped it to pick up Paramount Plus. Okay, I to think, watch some yes, of the things I wanted the to see there. Or, yeah, so I it's like kind of a, you know, every other. So once I get through what I'm doing on Paramount Plus, then I'm going to drop that and go into Apple Plus, and then you know, do the do that do the lasso yeah. binge. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm having a hard time with this last season. I was going to ask I'm you not, about that. Like your, I'm not going to give it. away. I'm not going to give away plot, but right. like they they're spending a lot more time with like the you know like like rebecca for example and mm. you remember nate you know the coach that yeah. that when i like he's we got know he a went to coach line. another team like that was yeah. that was at the end of the last season so right he's got a storyline and then um the girlfriend i can't think of her name oh off the top of my head the, the the little squirrely one yeah that she's like the pr person and she's right. dated a couple of the players she's got a lot of story you know it's, there's just like, doesn't have to be on the pitch. I'll say pitch because it's, you know, <laughs> soccer. But it doesn't have to be on the pitch. But, like, spend more time with the team and Ted Lasso. The, the show's called Ted Lasso. and Right. So it's been hard for me to to kind of stick mm. with it. I've, I've been – I've had a hard time, um, you know, really, like, feeling like, oh, I've got to watch Ted Lasso right now. There was, there was one or two episodes I really struggled to get through. So I, I'm uh, hoping it's not exactly a ringing endorsement to no, jump back in here. This last episode that I just watched was a little bit better because okay. it it you know got a little bit more into the team again. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if that continues. But all right, I don't well, know. I'm not overly enthusiastic at the moment. So I know. But in the meantime, we've been doing a Friday Night Lights Ooh. rewatch. When's the last time you watched Friday Night Lights? I have watched Friday Night Lights through twice, maybe three times. Have you? And I am currently in the third season, I want to say, of Friday okay. Night Lights. Um, We're on, I think, episode 13 or 14 of season one. Okay. Started a couple I'm, I'm right ago. where uh, uh, J.D. McCoy is there and the quarterback coach is there and he's starting to infiltrate, you know, into the team. Like, that's the season I'm in. I don't even know what number season that is. But like when I'm bored, I'll be like, you know what? I'm throwing on another episode, like just to jump right back in because I friggin' love that series. Love yeah, it. love it. It it it's really good. And like, there's some stuff like you know that was 2006 when that series started, wow. and it's like that was network TV, is you know like NBC, and I'd forgotten. Yes. You know, like there was some stuff going on in there that I don't think that they would be showing on network TV today. There are, but, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You're right. And I was going to say, there's only a few, like, how many series can you count that you have watched more than once from start to finish? Um, Lost. Okay. Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, The Shield. That was one of my favorite shows. 
got the DVD set on Lost in the Shield, and Better Call Saul. I think those are probably ah, okay. it. And they're and and they're like linear, you know, storyline type shows. So like you've got to you know absolutely just, you've got to watch one episode to watch the next. You know, kind of like Friday Night Lights. Really. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the storyline is, is continuous. Yeah, I had forgotten a couple of different things. One, I'd forgotten about like how long like Jason Street like that whole that storyline went through the first season did he go into the second season or was he oh done he he was in like season? the first few seasons was he oh yeah i was thinking he was i, I was thinking he was gone like i didn't remember he, him being oh yeah he ends up getting a girl story pregnant line. and like yeah you know, oh it's a whole and it's a whole thing definitely yeah. didn't remember that and i had also forgotten like um like how like coach taylor is a little bit more hard-nosed than i remember him like i remembered him being kind of you know like uh not you know not just flat out nice guy but you know a little just a little bit more ah oh, texas you know kind of you know like <laughs> i didn't remember him being such a hard ass i guess he had to have the shield up man like he he yeah. was taking it from all angles you know like yeah no i i'm a big fan of coach taylor big fan of coach taylor no doubt about that Tommy Guns, have I ever watched Blue Mountain State? I don't even think I've heard of Blue Mountain State. It is, Where can I find Blue Mountain State? What's it, it about? It is a it's a series about college football, a fake college football team. Okay. Um, and I I'm pretty sure it's pretty raunchy, but I could be wrong on that. <laughs> Not on like I like raunchy comedy. You know what I mean? Okay. Like that kind of a thing. I think. I've never watched it either. I believe it's on something that I don't get, but I'm not 100% sure. I got to be careful watching that kind of stuff around my house. A lot of young eyes, you know. But yes. I I've rewatched only a few series, to be honest with you. West Wing. Uh, Madam See, I never Secretary, watched that the first time. I never watched that one either. And Friday Night Lights. Those are the only three I can remember that I've watched Wow, all the way. Actually, I watched it. Uh, I don't know why. Don't know why. Uh, I heartland i don't know if you've ever heard of that but it's like i've a, heard of it but it, i've never seen it they live on like a ranch you know okay. that kind of I, I don't know why but i i watched that whole thing too we actually just did an entourage rewatch now that i think about it oh, okay we just we just did that so that that ended and my wife's like well what can we watch next and i was like netflix has friday night lights yeah baby and that was one that she watched we watched the whole thing the first time together did you really she loves it? Yeah, that was so. Yeah, I watched it like that was like, well, you said 2006. So it was like early on in my marriage. Like I it went from NBC and then remember it went off of NBC Audience and it went channel. to it went yeah. to direct TV. Right. I changed my carrier <laughs> to direct TV just so you just can have it because of that. <laughs> just because of that. Yeah. Scary, but true. That's how somebody wow. in their mid 20s operates. You really see, and that was obviously before all the streamers and stuff took off. So correct, and that's the cool part about it is like it's got a lot of episodes because of the fact that it was on network TV for a couple right. of years before it got moved over. Absolutely, yep. All right, well, we'll wrap it up with that tonight. Little Friday night lights memories and see what happens with Ted Lasso. I guess. Appreciate you coming on board tonight. Smash the like button and of course subscribe, rate, review, leave us a comment on the YouTube platforms and we will talk to you tomorrow when we do it again on IB Nation Sports Talk.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.